What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside episode 1203 of the Talkin' Audio Podcast. Matt Robinson here with you, as always. Give us a follow on social media, at Talkin' Audio. Love to hear what you guys are thinking about uh, but everything we're talking about around here, I'd like to hear back from uh, from you guys. So I uh, hope you enjoyed episode 1202. That was yesterday. We had uh, Ian McMartin from the Whippersnapper Brewing Company in here. That was a lot of fun. I paid off my bet as uh, the Leafs had beat the Sens. That gave him access to... Uh, my secret stash, right? That secondary fridge. This is the one fridge that that's for guests. That's everybody comes in, they grab a beer, come on in and, and do the show. But there's that other fridge that I just sort of keep tucked away. That's just for Matt and things that are uh, being kept for a special occasion or a special episode and whatever else might be going on. And uh, Sens took down the Leafs. That gained Ian access to it. And, uh, and so we paid off the bet on episode 1202. 1201 was our buddy Chris Hoffley. All things OSEG, the PWHL team moving into TD Place, uh, another rough season for the Red Blacks, what's coming up on uh, or around the Ottawa 67, so that was a lot of fun as well. And uh, coming up on Friday, we'll talk to Mike Comito, author of the book Hockey 365 and Hockey 365, the second period, and he has now his newest one, Leafs 365, so as you can imagine, I'm looking forward to that one. Mike's a good guy, he's been on the show a bunch of times before, and uh we're looking forward to talking to him and catching up a little bit and, and hearing about this book. And so that'll be on Friday. But today, we're headed to Sweden. We're going to talk to Dean Brown, the play-by-play man for the Ottawa Senators, and see what's happening over there. And uh, last thing before uh, before we get to Dean, want to remind you guys that on Monday morning, Rob will be away this week, but Michaela Schreider and Vanessa Sanchez will be here. And they've already made an announcement. See, I thought they were coming here to make their announcement, but that's okay. They're going to come here and elaborate on their announcement. They're having a second women's sports trivia night at the Bicycle Brewing Company. That's coming up on November 28th. Uh, All the information for that is on our social media feeds. We've shared it there, but of course you can uh, visit uh, at Shrides or at Vansan3000 on Twitter or uh, at Shrides on Instagram or just search Ottawa Women's Sports Trivia Night Bicycle Brewing Company. All that. You'll find it. It's out there. And, And Michaela and Vanessa will be here on Monday to, uh, to talk about that, but then uh, sit in and, and talk about the news of the day like we do every Monday. So it'll be fun to catch up with them. They haven't uh, been in here together uh, in quite a while now, so we're looking forward to, to doing that. With that, let's bring him in, the man behind the microphone for the Ottawa Senators, coming to us from uh, Stockholm, Sweden today. Dean Brown, how are you, Dean? I'm doing well, my friend. Uh, how about you? Yeah, you know what? Uh, doing pretty good here. Uh, little technical difficulties in the studio. You've been good enough to stick with me. I appreciate that. Um, you know, we'll... We'll delve into the hockey stuff in a minute, but you're in one of the uh, one of the finer cities in the world. I'm curious, have you found anything interesting yet for food or, or beverage as you've been touring around? No, but uh, well, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's kind of interesting that because this is the third time uh, I've been to Sweden, so it wasn't that I was surprised because I had been through it before. But you know, the the food, for example, um, it's just a it's just very different from from North America um, in that. Um, here, like so many other places outside of North America, junk food is not really a thing. You know, you go for lunch and you don't see many people drinking soft drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're drinking water or wine or, or, or beer, but, you know, they're not, uh, n- not a lot of soft drinks here. And the same with, with junk food. You know, there's not a lot of people walking around with chocolate bars and stuff. And that's not to say there aren't pastries to buy and things like that, but um, people here... Um, meal sizes are a lot smaller than they are in North America, and what people eat here is uh, just very different. And and here in in Sweden, you know, there's a lot of fish. So if you're not a person that likes fish, 
um, you know, there's lots of fish on a lot of menus in a lot of places. But you, you can, like anywhere else, you can get a lot of things. There's Italian restaurants. There's Asian restaurants. There's, there, you, you can get anything here. But uh, just the common walking around, uh, you know, there's a mall attached to our hotel. And there's no McDonald's in the mall. Uh, there's no, you know, there, there is no food court. There's little kiosks that sell food and re- actual restaurants right in the mall. Um, but there's no Subway. There's no McDonald's. There's no Wendy's. It's just not not as big here as they are in North America. Yeah, I was over in Malmo, Sweden in 2004. And, uh, you know, I'm a, at the time, and I'm not much better now, to be honest with you, Dean. But at the time, I was like 20 years old, incredibly picky eater. I don't know what half of the stuff on this menu even is. And at one end of this long walking plaza that we were staying at, there was a subway. And at the other end, there was a Burger King. And that's what that's what kept me alive. So that was my experiencing other cultures and trying their foods was, was the subway and the Burger King. So... Um, I'm curious, you know, we're seeing tell here on Twitter that, uh, upwards of a hundred Sens fans have traveled over there. Have you run into any of them? Are you seeing uh, a Sens presence there in Stockholm? Yeah. Saw them all this morning at the rink, um, went up and, uh, they, they were there, uh, well before practice. Uh, so I went up just to say hi to some people. There's some people in the group that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went up, to, went up to say hi and, uh, yeah, there's over a hundred, uh, a hundred here. And, you know, I think the number could have been higher. It was kind of capped. Um, and I, I think, I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I, I think the hockey club really only offered the packages to season ticket holders because they didn't know how big it would become. But I think next time it might be a bigger group because they've seen that, for example, Minnesota um, has 350 people oh, wow. here. So Ottawa could have had, yeah, they could have had a bigger number had they chosen to offer offer it outside of just season ticket holders. But uh, I think they wanted to have a number they could contain and didn't know how it would sell. Well, it turns out it sold extremely well and well sold out. Mm. Um, they they have as many uh, packages sold as as they offered, and so I, I think the I think the final number is like 120 or something like that. It's close to 120. Um, yeah, and they're wound up and ready to go. A lot of them. Uh, there was a couple of packages, I guess. Uh, you know. Uh, I guess I probably should know more about these packages, but um, there was a package that actually the uh, that went through Finland. So those people actually left before um, the ex- the next group that was just doing Sweden. So they they have joined in here. So it's actually two groups that have joined now because there was a group that was going to Finland first and doing some stuff in Finland, then joining here, and the group that was just coming to Sweden. So, hmm. um, yeah, so the Malta Ring today, they're all wound up, all ready to go, and, uh, yeah, it was it was good to see friendly faces from home. I'm curious what, uh, like, how this is being promoted around Stockholm, if you've got a feel for that. I know the last time the Senators went over there, they had perhaps you know, the greatest Swedish hockey player in the world at the time in Eric Carlson. And this year that's sort of toned down. I, not to take anything away from an Eric Brandstrom or, or somebody like that, but I'm curious, you know, are they trying in Stockholm to put the focus on the Swedish players that are coming over or is it just more of an NHL thing in general? No, you're, no, you're right, Matt. They are putting a focus on the Swedish players first, as I think anybody would, if you were, you know, if you were doing this in Germany, you'd be putting, you know, Tim Stutzlow sure. front, you know, so that, 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 you know, that's, uh, that's paramount. And, and it's, it obviously isn't just the, the Swedish players. There's four teams here. So, you know, the Swedish players on the Detroit team, there's the Swedish players on the Minnesota team, but I, I you know, in, in most of the signage that you see, and uh, there's a, a sports store very close, and I guess they'll be signing autographs there tomorrow. It's, this is very much the William Nylander tour, right. you know, with Toronto being here. 
Um, he's, you know, obviously a big star here. And, you know, his father was a big star here. And so and they couldn't uh, have they, picked they a better really moment are, to get him uh, over there certain... based on his play. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that that's that's garnering a lot of the attention. And to be honest with you, uh, you know, today again, um, even though he's not playing, there's an awful lot of focus on Daniel Alfredson being here. You right. know? I think sometimes in Ottawa, we think of him as ours because he's now a Canadian citizen and he lives in Ottawa and he played in Ottawa. Uh, but he's Swedish first and he was. And still is a superstar here. He's considered, you know, a, a star here. So, you know, he gets a lot of, uh, gets an awful lot of notoriety. There, Put it this way, Matt, there isn't a day that goes by when the general international media, you know, all, all the all the non-North American media at the uh, with question and answer with players, um, there, there isn't a day that goes by where they don't ask any and every player, what's it like to have, uh, you know, Daniel Alfredson out on the practice ice every day? Or, you know, what was it like to have Daniel Alfredson be- beat all of you active players, active professional athletes uh, in the uh, in the paddle tennis tournament yesterday that they had? You know, like, so, you know, Alfie isn't even an active player anymore, and he comes up in all these conversations that the Swedish uh, media asks about. And so... Um, you're you're right in your first thing that it is NHL, but it, they are focusing on the Swedish players from all four teams. But there's some guys that get a lot more talk than others, including Nylander and, you know, Alfredson. Sure. Uh, there are some Sens fans that I've seen online that are cringing just a little about this trip, remembering 2017 and how things went when they got home. And I'm curious what you make of of doing these games mid-season like this. We have seen other times where the league has gone over, the teams play some preseason games against some local European teams, then maybe two NHL regular season games, and they're home with plenty of time to rest up before you know the season fires up in North America. What do you make of doing it kind of mid-season? You've been there to see the Sens go through this before. Do you think it's a good idea to, to do it this way? I do. Yeah. I think it's a good idea to grow the game because if you're going to come over in here and sell it, it's more difficult to sell if the games aren't uh, don't mean anything. If it's going to be a preseason game, you know, you're not going to see, uh, you know, full lineups of NHLers. Mm-hmm. You know? And and if you're going to come over here and try and sell it, you got to sell them the NHL. It's got to be real games that matter. And I think one of the other things, Matt, is that, you know, because the NHL has done this for a while now, you were mentioning the scheduling teams get more time to recuperate. Uh, when they get back so that they can get through things. And obviously, the other part of it is, you know, the, the training and the health staffs, they are far more tuned into sleep cycles and being able to recover from these than they were before. There's, you know, the, they've really dug into the science of it. Um, and so teams are better able to help their athletes get themselves back into a normal cycle when they get back from this and, you know, deal with the jet lag and the things that can really inhibit performance. So, um, it, it isn't the way it used to be in that sense, but I, I've always been of the mind, Matt, if, if you're going to try and show the rest of the world your game, you got to show them the real game, not the preseason game that has, you know, junior players and AHL players. <laughs> and if, if you're going to sell them your game, sell them your real game. So what about Ottawa specifically here? So they, you know, had had a, a bit of a, a rocky go, maybe would be putting it lightly, the Shane Pinto thing, the Pierre Dorian thing, like it had been a bit of a, a bumpy couple of weeks, and then they do turn it around. They get the the two out of three wins before they head over here in that out of that uh, three games and four nights. So they seemed like they were starting to steady things a little bit. But do you think this is a good time to kind of get out of Dodge and maybe do some of that team bonding that we always talk about and and have a trip like this? Or do you think the team would have preferred you know to steady themselves back at home and and just kind of 
carry on under a more kind of normal circumstance. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, team bonding is always a good thing. And, you know, every every team has new players on it, so that's a good thing. But, you know, Matt, with this team, the core of it, they're already pretty tight. Right. You don't have to get them to know each other. They they, they know each other. So that, that would happen wherever they are. Um, you know, for this team, they just have to play hard and play the right way. Um, they've suffered through some injuries that, quite frankly, they just don't have the depth to be able to deal with effectively. And, um, you know, still, this is not as good a team as it could be with no Shabbat. So, sure. or Ridley Gregg or Mark Pastelik, you know. So, uh, like any team, every team, they go through injuries, and some teams have enough depth to be able to deal with those things, and some teams don't. And this team is at a stage where they simply can't produce at the same level when they suffer injuries to key positions. And, you know, you kind of mentioned it. I think the forgotten part of all this is it's not injury related. But, you know, if you're looking at top nine forwards on this team, there's two other top nine forwards they don't have. And that's Formanton and Pinto. Mm -hmm. So that's also nothing they can do anything about. But what it does is it just makes you a weaker team that you might normally be if you were at full strength. What does the uh, the arena look like when you were over there? Have you had a chance to scope out your broadcast position? How are they uh, How are they treating the North American broadcasters? Oh, they they treat us very well here. The the building it's uh, we've we've uh, all three times where we've been here in Sweden we've done games out of this building, um, and so it's it, you know it's well it looks big because it's a sphere. It it was until the sphere in Las Vegas was opened what this year. Yeah, um, this was the biggest spherical building uh, in the world. But being a sphere, it's it looks bigger than it actually is. Like it only holds fourteen three for hockey. Hmm. So while the building in square footage, because it's a sphere, looks massive, you know, it is smaller than every other NHL rink, including Winnipeg, as far as seating goes. Um, as far as broadcast facilities go, uh, we've got a beautiful booth. The NHL does a great job of getting us everything we need technically to to do a broadcast. The NHL now has got this down to a science in doing these off-site games. And um, they, when we roll in, they are ready for us and they have all the stuff we need taken care of. And they have people here that will help us if we have any issues. The NHL truly does you know, a great job in, in getting these games staged and, and run. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand these are since these are league events the league handles everything like normally the senators for example uh, they charter with air canada well that's a team thing the senators charter with air canada because it's a league thing uh, we chartered over here on a plane that's actually belongs to a french company hmm. uh, because that's the plane that uh, the nhl chartered to bring the teams over so the teams all get paid for coming to do this it's not like they do it for free they get paid to do it but the nhl controls virtually everything and from our standpoint from broadcasting they have done a really good job we've got great sight lines and gordon and i have done games in this building before so while it's not exactly the same as an nhl rink it's 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 outstanding it's fine we have good sidelines and uh, we get lots of support from the league so it's all good i was just seeing there just before you and i fired up that uh, the leafs had just finished up one of their practices and they were talking about having practiced on the big ice but i guess by the time these games are going to actually be played it'll be brought down to nhl regulation size and I wasn't aware of that. I thought we were going to play these games on the, the big ice. The last times you were over there, did they shrink them down then too, or did they actually play on the, the Olympic size? Um, they, they shrunk it down. It's it's not that difficult to do. I think the I think the reason why the, the Leafs were talking about, and I didn't see that, but I think the reason the Leafs were talking about being on Olympic ice, there's two rinks here. Okay. Um, and they're right beside each other. So there's a practice 
practice rink, and that practice rink is still international size. But uh, the rink in, in the arena that they'll play the games in is NHL size. And one of the reasons why it's not a huge deal for them to convert it is because there's no team here anymore that actually plays their regular games in this building. Really? So it's not a very busy building. Yeah, no, there's it's it's city owned now. It's owned by Stockholm now, uh, the city of Stockholm. And there's there's no team here because apparently the rent is too high. <laughs> so they uh, they have a lot of concerts here and they routinely take the ice out. So. The ice is in, 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 the, in the main building, the ice is in, and it's Olympic size, but they have made the boards NHL size. So around the edge, if, if you're really watching closely on TV, um, you'll notice that you'll see carpets and things around the edge of the arena. Or if you see something that's white around the edge of the arena, that's ice, because <laughs> that's, that's, where the, that's where the international size ice would be. And for those who, who may not know, international is 200 feet by 100 feet wide. NHL is 200 feet by 85 feet wide. Mm-hmm. So the, the rink is 15 feet narrower uh, than it would normally be here. But for, like I said, for practice, the practice rink still has the international size ice in there. So they'll practice. And Ottawa practiced there uh, when they got here on Monday in that practice rink. Um, so if you're practicing over there, it is Olympic size, but the games are all going to be held on the, the sheet in the, uh, in the arena that has uh, NHL size ice for these games. That's kind of crazy. I had no idea. You'll be seeing, uh, the, uh, the outline of the big ice around the arena, I guess. But, uh, but I was just going to say, the other thing, I was just going to say, Matt, the other thing that kind of, uh, looks goofy for us is, um, just like us, the coaches stand behind the bench, but the benches have backs on them and there's a riser behind them. So uh, when the team is playing and the players are sitting on the bench, the coaches behind them look like they're nine feet tall <laughs> because there's about a foot and a half high riser behind the benches. Because in European hockey, that's that's just kind of what they do. But when you see it, it does look kind of weird having the coaches, like I said, look like they're nine feet tall behind the players. Players probably don't mind having the coaches just that extra little bit more distance between them screaming in your ear or whatever. So uh, you get see coaches no, down on their hands and knees. Yeah, well, if the coaches spill their water, it's going right down on you, though. There, there's the other side. Of it. True enough. Uh, last thing for you, then, Dean. I'm curious. You know what else might be on the agenda other than the actual games? I'm sure you're uh, you're anxious to get that going. But, but for you and the team, is there any kind of outings or things you're hoping to see before you get back? Anything like that? Uh, there's you know there's, there's sightseeing things that we want to see here in the time we have. You know, there's a there's a couple of great museums here in art galleries that we haven't been to yet that we want to hit before we. Uh, before we leave, there's a thing here called the ice bar, which is a bar, as it sounds, that is completely made out of ice. It's in basically an ice locker, and they give you these special parkas and gloves to go in and have a drink. And it's and it's just a it's just a bar that's completely made of ice, and they keep it, you know, completely frozen all the time. So uh, it's just one of those experiences. But there's lots of things to see, see and do. It's a spectacular uh, city. It's uh, it's all about the water and bridges. Stockholm itself is actually on. 14 different islands so there's bridges everywhere connecting all these islands together to make one city hmm. so there's water everywhere went on a went on a boat tour yesterday that kind of takes you through part of the city except the water version of it and yeah, it's just it's it's just a, a great place to come and see and do things it's one of those great cities of the world so there's things i know there's a uh, there's a big function going on on friday night and i think there's going to be a fan get together friday night for all the ottawa fans uh, who are here uh, so I think that's planned on Friday night and the games, uh, you know, Thursday and Saturday, and then, uh, everybody's leaving on Sunday. So 
Uh, that's that's kind of the agenda for everybody between now and going home time. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a cool uh, experience. Are, are we going to get to see, I know at home often, you'll give us the walk-in. Is that going to work over at this arena? Or? Um, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll do the walk-in. Just the, the press box here is very small compared to North American press boxes. There's actually uh, three booths upstairs in a very small area for writers. So they actually have the TV people down on the mezzanine level, and they do the games. They kind of sit at these card tables and so they're lower down than us and because there would be no room for everybody in in the main press box and you know the, the booths are smaller um so it's it's not quite as it won't be put it this way it won't be as long a walk-in <laughs> um but i'll certainly do one uh, tomorrow night with with the space we have i'll just stroll through the main press box which i think is about six chairs wide and then into our booth and it'll be what it'll be so it won't be as as expansive as normal but it'll it'll be something I appreciate you making the time. I appreciate you, uh, your patience with my technical difficulties on this end, getting going. Uh, I know it's a busy time for you over there, and uh, I, you, it's very cool of you to take us inside the experience and what they're, uh, what's happening over there. Hey, anytime, man, anytime. All right, big thanks to Dean Brown for making some time. Six-hour time difference we had to work out to, uh, to make this one happen, obviously, uh, but he was good enough to make some time and actually made time for me twice. I sort of alluded to it there off the top that uh, we've had some technical difficulties on my end. Uh, recently got a new iPhone, so I have the adapter in here in the studio that allows me to wire the phone if you're making a WhatsApp call. Like, calling Sweden's expensive, right, just to do over the phone. So you're, you're going to use WhatsApp or Zoom or one of these things. So I get in here, and I go to wire it up, and of course... There is no more lightning port on the new iPhones. It's USB-C, so I'm scrambling around. I know I got the adapter for that. I cannot, for the life of me, find it. Uh, so then we try something else. We try two or three different things. It will not work. I open Zoom. Zoom is asking me for, like, uh, oh, a four-digit verification code and make sure you run an update. So they're making things impossible. I, I thought we were going to lose Dean. I said, you know what? I'll touch base with you a little later on. If you got time, we'll do it. And if you don't, then, you know, we'll we'll just let this go and... Uh, Luckily for me, Dean's a good guy, made some time and, uh, and called me there, or let me call him a second time a little later on, and we got that in. And that was fun, just to hear the vibes, how things are going over in Sweden for the four NHL teams that have traveled over there. Uh, sounds like Stockholm is excited, and, uh, and they're making a good show of it. So uh, I'm not in love with Toronto's Sunday morning 8 a.m. game. That's really not my speed, but we'll live with it, right? We'll deal with it this time. Of course, the Sens playing Thursday at 2 p.m., and Saturday at 11 a.m., I believe it is. So a little bit easier on uh, on Sens fans than this one is on the Leafs fans, but that's okay. I know uh, Ottawa fans have very limited, very limited sympathy for Toronto fans when it comes to preferential times on uh, on starts and, and broadcasts and things like that. So uh, we'll wrap this one up here. Don't forget, like I said, coming up on Friday morning, Mike Comito, Leafs 365 author. That's going to be fun. And then on Monday, Vanessa Sanchez and Michaela Schreider will talk all things sports as they sit in on that Monday news show. And of course, we'll talk about Women's Sports Trivia Night at the Bicycle Craft Brewery on November 28th. You can get your tickets now, so uh, check that out as well. That'll do it for today. We'll see you on Friday morning. My name's Matt Robinson. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. That's it. Not work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal. Call the weekend guy. I don't care.